0: Hello, and welcome to Nature Finds A Way, a pop culture podcast where we nerd out about biology facts and fiction in some of our favorite books, movies, and TV shows.
1: I'm Lindsay, and she's Sarah, and we are marine biologists in recovery, and today we are going back to Vegas, CSI, with Grissom, for more CSI
0: science. Yay! (laughs) Yay, yay, yay. Yay oh yeah yeah we are deep in like peaks csi being oh. awesome that towards the end of season three doing forever aka the one with the horse the
1: horse on the plane
0: the horse I'm on the pretty plane sure
1: there's other horse i ones. don't
0: remember but yeah the horse on the plane so in case you haven't watched csi recently like most people. Um, I figured I'd give you a bit of a synopsis. There's two main cases in the episode. The first one is with Catherine Grissom, uh, Nick, and Jim Brass. Was I want to say Jim Brass? It's because I'm reading this from a thing, and it calls him Jim, and it's <laughs> weird. Okay, so the case, this uh the victim. It's a fancy like when I say fancy private jet, I mean like uh. fancy private jet. It's like a seven seven forty seven size Remember private planes? jet. There's like. Ugh. Yeah, but our planes weren't like this. No. Never. There was like people standing around, like having drinks. Uh, yeah, very yeah. fancy. And then in the downstairs, there was a horse in a stable and a whole bunch of other stuff and like very fancy. And then you go into the horse's stable and there's a dead woman. Once Catherine and Grissom get there, they meet brass and they find out that the victim is Laurie Hutchins. And she's a horse trainer who chaperoned the horse on all these plane trips. It's a racing horse. And basically they interview everybody. They can't really figure out what's going on. There's, like, tranquilizer guns all over the place. Well, all over the place. There's a tranquilizer gun and a bunch of darts all over. They're like, mm, maybe she was trying to hit the horse, all this stuff. There's, like, used condoms, all kinds of weird things. like Not downstairs. Paper, towels. Used oh, yeah, sorry, upstairs. upstairs. Yeah. Yeah, basically, the plane was, like, a cesspool of, like, Gross. indulgent shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, they find all these, like, um, like, shavings and stuff in with the hay in the bedding in the stables they find like there's horse poop everywhere anyways turns out through all of this thing oh and the horse is still alive at this point the horse goes to an fda like holding fda usda Mm -hmm. somewhere in the lab and the horse is really stressed and then they find out that like one of the things with this horse was it kept getting like uterine infections so they would stitch up the horse's uterus to prevent infection until it was like time to breed the horse. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna spoil this episode by (laughs) the way. So if you don't want to hear the end, we're spoiling it. So basically they realize through all of these things that the horse is being used as a mule to carry conflict diamonds for a fancy diamond store called Kinsey Diamonds because they know the name of the thing of the is it Roan Roan Kinsey Confer is the Old concierge. Yeah, he's the concierge and he's sort of like the... He's like a fixer for the mm-hmm. owner of the plane. He kind of just does whatever's needed. And then, yeah, it sort of turns out that the vet of the horse also was trying to anyways they were they had like pouches of lentils i don't know why they were putting the lentils in to keep the diamonds from scratching Mm -hmm. i guess they can scratch each other just seemed weird so yeah they were putting like little cloth pouches of diamonds and lentils up into the horse's uterus and then sewing it shut with the pretense of preventing infection and then using it this to smuggle diamonds yeah Mm -hmm. it was very weird it was, and but... they killed Roan. This guy Roan killed Lori, the trainer, because she wanted to like take them out and save the horse, like give it. Yeah, because the horse, the infection was so bad, and then he killed her with the tranquilizer gun. We'll get more into that whole investigation because obviously we're gonna talk about the animal side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another case with Sarah and Warwick, and they're out in the desert, oh. and they find a. There's like a teenager in. Like basically they say like coffin ready like he's in a suit laying on a blanket dead in the middle of the desert or in de- in death valley and then and then they find another like teenage girl victim wearing like a, a prom dress that doesn't fit her very well and they both have these transdermal patches that contain fentanyl which we will get into later um so they uh, like think it's an intentional overdose but then they can't figure out how they got there because Like, there was no mode of transportation. They're, like, a long hike into the desert. And then a whole bunch of stuff happens that is really upsetting. But basically, the boy was a foster kid who'd been in and out of a bunch of foster homes. One of the foster homes was this woman, Mrs. Frommer, who was the mother of the girl. And then the boy, um, Toby, like, came back into their house um, from another – because he was getting abused at his other foster care – Place And so the boy and girl, like, um, get romantically involved and they get pregnant and have a kid. And Mrs. Frommer says that she's, like, she basically, like, talked them into committing suicide. um, And then she would raise the baby, like, her granddaughter. Yeah, it was... It was really upsetting and weird. Mm -hmm. And this woman was like, it's not illegal for me to watch people commit suicide. Like, try to try to do it and I'll get the baby and it's fine. And like, she thought she was totally doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was weird. But it was one of those things of like, oh, yeah, back in like 2003, where you didn't hear the word fentanyl on the news every day. Every day. Yeah. So that was an interesting thing. Um, The two stories had like no relation, which was like pretty normal, I guess back then, yeah. usually they like, the cross
1: the paths. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have any interaction at all. Usually yeah. at the beginning it was like that. They were much more standalone. Mm-hmm. Until later on, I was thinking about this I don't know, last night, about <laughs> the, like how long it was. I can't really remember. And before, because like, you already knew some backstories, like Catherine's. Yeah. Has a daughter and all that stuff. And her ex-husband is a jerk, and yeah. thing around now is when grissom has his deaf surgery like his surgery on his ears
0: oh maybe yeah yeah so there started to be sometimes there wouldn't be two main cases like in like two a plots kind of there'd be mm-hmm. like a case and then a like personal or even not personal but like an ongoing storyline yeah thread mm-hmm. yeah yeah. yeah,
1: like an like a ongoing storyline and then like a C-Pod case that they could use to yeah, like the people be together. Exactly,
0: yeah. Like the activity of the episode would be the case, and then there'd be something else happening that was more like ongoing. And then it just got more and more into that. But yeah, I mm-hmm. guess this episode came out in... 2003. 2003. So yeah, it was like, it, they weren't trying to do serialized storytelling in 2003 no. in CSI. No, not which, yet. Like, yeah, I mean... Like it's
1: definitely comes and goes right the beginning yeah. of this was good and then the where the beginning of the serialized stuff was really good and then it got real bad and then gristle yeah. left and I when they watching.
0: when they tried to do serialized storing storytelling instead of cases that's what yes. i was like okay i'm done yeah <laughs> Well yeah, oh, yeah. When, they, they, when they had a good mix of it i really liked it mm-hmm. which is why you start diorama, caring about the character yeah diorama killer is the best season yeah because it has that the
1: diorama killer storyline is both. Yes, done totally. Well. Totally,
0: yeah. Oh, so, good. so good. Well, Lindsay, do you want to talk to us about racing horses? I guess so. <laughs> let's talk about CSI a okay. long more. I know. I it's I just know.
1: a CSI podcast. It will last
0: forever. Forever, but then we'd have to watch all the CSI episodes. True, I don't want to. Ted dancing <laughs> no. on CSI. That's so weird. No, thank you. Yeah. Also, heads up. Neither of us are horse experts in any stretch of the imagination.
1: No, the only reason I'm talking about racehorses is because I've read every single Dick Francis book.
0: Indeed. (laughs) That
1: is my horse breeding knowledge. So this horse is a racehorse that's very fancy, but they never say what kind of racing or what kind of horse it is. So there are lots of different ones. If you know anything, even I know, that there are different kinds of racing and there are different Mm -hmm. kinds of horses for different kinds of racing. So there are um flat racing which is flat like on a track uh-huh yeah. and then jump racing which is yeah hurdles. on a track with jumps yep and then there's harness racing which is like the roam thing oh
0: yeah when you have like a cart yeah man like mom if her. you're listening to this sorry i don't care about horses my mom loves horses she had horses as a kid <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then there's other ones i've never heard of like saddle trot racing and endurance racing which sound oh. horrible i don't want to talk about them that's not important yeah there are horses Mm-hmm. Um, but thoroughbreds and standardbreds and Arabian horses and quarter horses. And those are just the racing horses because there's also other horses. But we will get to those when we talk about another horse movie,
0: inevitably. Yeah, we're, it might not, happen. we're not horse girls. We're no, we dolphin were girls. Dolphin girls. The two do not mix. Yeah. It's more likely that we'll do many unicorn things before we do horse things. Exactly.
1: <laughs> But there are differences, mainly size, and well, obviously, and stamina, and color, and yeah, jumpingness, and like the things with breed. Like horse breeding is so complicated in general, and there's lots of different things about legs and ankles or and fetlocks, which might be one of those two things. <laughs> I think
0: fetlocks <laughs> and... are kind of like ankles, but I, I think could so. be wrong.
1: Because like, <laughs> ankle, like I don't think they have. Actual ankles—it's one of those things where their joints are different than what you think of in
0: joints. Yes, because their knees, their knees
1: are their ankles, like because they bend backwards, right?
0: Yeah, it's so that would be similar, the ankle. It's it's actually more like the ball of the foot.
1: Yeah, is what huh. you is where the ankles. Like, yeah, that's the thing with a lot of uh, quadrupeds, tetrapods, mm-hmm. um, that where where you think the knee is. Is where it bends backwards, so that's really the ankle bone. Yeah, and they don't
0: have knees. Well, in on their front legs they have knees, and on their back yeah, legs, they, their have, back legs uh, they, they have they have them. a tarsus, which is like a backwards knee. Yeah, um, yeah. The fetlock is like the sticky out bit that's just above the hoof.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or the hoof. Yeah, it's a really yeah. important part. Yeah. So knees. yeah, their their anatomy is different than ours, which yeah. makes sense. Yeah,
1: because they're horses. Yeah. So if you want to know more about horse breeding. There's Wikipedia for that, and also <laughs> Dick Francis. Dick Francis. <laughs> um, I think
0: the the plot related thing, which is totally true, is like the money that's involved and like the yeah, it's the, the worth of all these horses because like and, both yeah. they're good racers and also mm-hmm. good like yeah the breeding the blood, stock
1: yeah the bloodline yeah. part of horse races of mm-hmm. horses both male and female is mm-hmm. intense and has been forever yeah because this is such an old sport yeah. Very popular in old countries. Yeah. So those kinds of things, they're very into bloodlines. I'm sure now that there's like all of this probably like genetic testing and stuff Oh yeah, surprise me because yeah, like even more.
0: Rich. And well, I think there's a lot of artificial insemination too, because then you don't mm-hmm. have to move the horses around.
1: Yeah, because that's a big thing. Uh, cause yeah, because horses don't like to move.
0: Because
1: you buy a horse that's good to race and you make a lot of money from betting on the races yeah. and then you get to sell it or some people or people pay you to have your horse breed yeah. and then you get to sell their offspring. Mm-hmm. Like it's so many different levels of parts yeah. of the place where you can get so money. Crazy. And then and that's,
0: that's why that's just like the money involved was why I was so surprised that they were putting the diamonds in the horse's uterus. Yeah. and like, it seems strange. Yeah. Cause I'm like, Yeah, like you can make a lot of money with diamonds, but you can also make a lot of money with horses. Like, yeah. Yeah, Especially
1: horses' uteruses.
0: Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I'm "I'm
1: sure there's better other places on that plane that you could hide diamonds. No kidding.
0: No kidding. Yeah.
1: The uterine inflammation stuff is entirely true. I'm not going to read all of this vet page stuff about horses, but they get your uterine inflammation all the time Mm -hmm. and causes lots of issues with body parts and fluids in places and that's all I'm gonna say because that's I don't have any problem talking about anatomy but I don't like using certain words (laughs) that are fluid related Yes,
0: fair um, enough fair um, enough but yeah I guess like the one thing I wanted to figure out is like do they act like is the sewing up of the uterus actually like, good or more of, like, an old wives' tale that you do just in case. And it seems like it's not actually what you'd want to do because you want to actually, like, flush it out. Like, the veterinary treatment is a lavage where they, like, Mm -hmm. rinse it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it seems like sealing it up and not letting it, like, naturally, like, be self-cleaning. Self-cleaning? Yeah. Yeah, it might be, like,
1: it might have been, like, I don't know, especially even in 2003, like, it might have been a for travel kind of thing. If you think about all of the things the yeah. minuscule the particles that could get in there on a plane and you don't want to do a lavage on a plane well
0: like the the lavage is something that's done like under sedation it wouldn't be like yeah
1: exactly so
0: just yeah. just to
1: minimize the risk i don't maybe, know that would be my guess maybe i don't know it just yeah or they the vet was talking about his butt because he didn't want them to know that he had diamonds
0: yeah probably. that also might be true so it's like oh here's this like old school thing that i can mm-hmm. take advantage of to then also smuggle diamonds yeah, yeah, like when he said it the, the first time, I was like, yeah, yeah, I've definitely heard about that. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, it's definitely yeah. an
0: older thing. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, so one thing that they did not a less than, less terrible than expected job of showing was that veterinary pathology is a thing. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, the fact that it was not the normal. Oh, who's Doc the guy Robbins? That, yeah, it wasn't Doc Robbins that was doing uh, the you know, like taking Mm -hmm. samples from the horse. Thank goodness. I would have been mad. We would have had a lot more to talk about in this episode. Mm. But (laughs) yeah, so there was a, the horse was under veterinary care and a vet did all the sampling. Um, That was probably just a regular vet, but then it was a veterinary pathologist, I assume, that did the necropsy, which I don't know if most people know that word or if it's just a word that I know, but a necropsy is kind of (laughs) like an autopsy, but on a different species. So like autopsy is like self, like studying your own... Body. I don't yeah. really know. That's so, how I remember it. I don't know if that's how it like stands out, but I just remember that. If from a horse was school. doing it, yes. Yeah, if a horse was would, dissecting a dead horse, it would be an autopsy. Yeah, yeah.
1: she so, does yeah. say the word necropsy. Yeah, in she does. The episode, and I'm pretty sure she's in other ones, but she's not credited at all yeah. on IMDb, which is strange. It was strange, um, but I definitely recognize her face. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not that's from other CSI or. Something
0: else. I mean, it would make sense that she's the veterinary pathologist for LA or for Las Vegas, because, yeah, it's a pretty specialized job, especially doing large animal ones. Um, Mm -hmm. Most veterinary pathologists work in a lab and would be working on like um, tissue samples and tissue testing. So it could be from live or dead animals. But they also do um, postmortem necropsies on all sizes of animals. Uh, They analyze cause of death. Basically, it's like a medical examiner Mm -hmm. for animals. Um, yeah. So they are, like a medical examiner, Being is a medical doctor, veterinary pathologists are veterinarians, like they have a DVM, uh, doctor of veterinary medicine, and then they have additional training in pathology. So usually, yeah, they work for a lab or like the FDA or a university, or I don't know, we have gotten to know through our whale tails side of our live, a veterinary pathologist who works for um, Fisheries and Oceans Canada, and he does all the or he's one of the people that does all, um, necropsies on, um, whales and things that are found, um, stranded, washed up on beaches, et cetera. So Mm -hmm. that's our experience with large animal necropsies is like watching videos and photos and hearing crazy stories of, um, yeah, this guy, like, I don't know wrist or like ankle deep is and like body deep inside of (laughs) dead inside whales inside whales yeah Yeah, he also does and all that stuff all
1: the agriculture ones. yeah lots of yeah 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 he like contracts my marine mammal class he came and we did necropsies on some harbor porpoises oh cool on one harbor porpoise and two harbor seals maybe i don't know or something like that it was smelly yep and hot yep it was july Mm. and we ended up as you would expect with a bunch of 23-year-old biology nerds mm. not really learning anything <laughs> just pulling things yeah. out and looking at how cool they are and then moving on yeah yeah if they're like necropsies are cool and like you can learn a uh, lots of things from them, even when you did them in like, yeah, you can class
0: Yeah, you can learn, like, just general anatomy. Just general
1: anatomy, like, general anatomy about the anatomy that's similar to your anatomy and anatomy that's, like, super different.
0: Yeah, totally. That's what,
1: especially in, like, vet class when you did dissections, when you looked at a pig or a cat, and then you looked at Mm -hmm. a bird, and you're like, whoa. Yeah,
0: but, like, think about how, like, I mean, we're just talking so far about mammals, but, like, veterinary Uh pathologists do necropsies on all of the animals. And, like, think about how different, like, a human and a horse are for anatomy and that's just like limbs what about the inside so Mm -hmm. the amount of anatomical knowledge that yeah vet pathologists need to know yeah well yeah because the
1: amount of anatomical differences in between harbor porpoises and harbor seals obviously they are very different on phylogenetic trees but they both live in the water so they're adapted for that but they're adapted in different ways like everything is different and you got to learn what looks abnormal because that's yeah what you're looking for so and you know you might think
0: like Oh, we're just doing a necropsy, it doesn't matter like if I cut open and I cut open in the wrong spot and like it yeah. matters less than with a live animal, obviously, if you're doing surgery. Yeah. But it still is important like you don't want to nick any intestinal things because A, it will smell, B, it will contaminate any other samples that you're trying to do because of the fecal matter. Yeah, you want to like and you don't want to damage any samples that you're trying to collect as well. So, yeah, the like internal anatomy knowledge is super important and yeah, intense, mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Definitely. Intense. Yeah. we. Yep. I never... Yeah, I didn't do any marine mammals. I did a vertebrate, like, comparative vertebrate class, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we did... What did we do? We did a, a dogfish for, like, four mm-hmm. weeks, and then we did a cat for four yeah, weeks. Yeah, we had a bunch. A cat, rabbit, bird, and... Oh, yeah, and I think um I think we did my a puppy. bird. Oh, cool. Yeah. The cat Which that we cool. had was so big they they were like cats that were euthanized from from the um like the spca or the pound or whatever yeah so the this cat that i had was i don't even know it was like a 25 pound cat it was oh huge it didn't fit on the dissection board
1: oh.
0: <laughs> and it's like the layer of fat on the outside of this cat oh, like that that's um, gross yeah it was intense and then you're like putting it back in the fridge every week yeah <laughs> yep. yeah Still we did smell the...
1: that smell yep me too right now um we did the bird which was really cool i think it was a pigeon it was really interesting to look at the oh nice like with the guzz- the gizzard and all of those yeah things. we but, and the we did a bird, but it was cool too yeah
0: yeah we did a bird but it was just like one week so it didn't stick with me as much i don't even know what mm-hmm. kind it was
1: yeah we all got shoes you know,
0: maybe i don't remember anyway yeah yeah it was i learned a lot inside, in that class but yeah inside of animals of it.
1: are cool yeah yeah the stuff i remember is basically the same as the remember of human anatomy Digestive yeah. system goes all the way. Yeah. Top to bottom. Then there's other stuff
0: <laughs> happens yeah. around it. Well I just I remember like the things that were hard, like we had to dissect out the head of the dogfish and find all the cranial nerves. Oh my that God. was hard. Well not all of them, but like the main ones. Yeah. Um that was really hard. Yeah,
1: but then yeah, I also then chopped up fish for a living yeah. in two different jobs for fifteen years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like dissecting or
0: like investigating dead animals i don't think bugs either of us so yeah Yeah. the anatomy of uh
1: most fish is pretty familiar to me
0: yeah yeah anyway um well to wrap this up on a different note um it was one of those things like i remembered watching this episode and like they talked about like yeah these kids that had this like dermal patch that was like an intentional overdose to commit suicide. And it was like, they were talking about fentanyl and it definitely, I mean, you know, it was like 20 or like almost 20 years ago. So I don't actually remember if I'd heard of it back then, but I'm pretty sure (laughs) I wouldn't have. So if you've just heard fentanyl on the news, but you don't actually know what it is, it's like a synthetic opioid pain reliever. It's used for treating severe pain. It's apparently 50 to a hundred times more potent than morphine. It's, yeah, so it's like a opioid prescription that... What does it say? According to the CDC in the US, overdose deaths involving synthetic opioids increased from 10% from 2017 to 2018 because basically fentanyl is so potent compared to everything else out there. Also, um, so like illicitly manufactured fentanyl, you, you, it's not like controlled about how strong it is. So then dilutions and dosing in all these drugs is uncertain. And yeah, here in Vancouver, they just announced that 2020 had more overdose drugs than any other year. And when we talk about being in a pandemic, we're maybe mm. in two pandemics. Yeah, it, it's one of those things that here we hear about all the time, because yeah, there's been like thousands and thousands of people dying from overdose, because yeah, the like the drug supply is like contaminated with higher than expected or mm-hmm. contaminated fentanyl so yeah happy news um but i just mm. thought it was weird to like that they were so like Chill now that would be so yep. expected. Yes. Like, yep. yeah expected like yeah they'd see this patch and know exactly what it was whereas then they saw the patch and were like oh i wonder what that is yeah mm-hmm. so that was yeah that was the big thing but yeah overall mm, i thought this was a pretty good episode for like early Oh, we didn't, talk about, oh. We didn't talk about diamonds oh yeah we didn't talk about diamonds yeah oh. so i
1: looked up. Diamonds a bit because Grissom, when he's doing his Grissom science, he has a fancy diamond reader thing. Oh, yeah. To tell them where it was from mm-hmm. and some of the other facts about them. So you can tell, I think, just by the all the different levels of stuff because there's cut and clarity, carrot and color, which are the four C's of diamond grading. Um, but there's also lots of other things about diamonds that apparently then you can tell where they come from, which I still don't understand but that's because i don't know much about diamonds i think
0: it's about the like trace minerals that are in them Mm, yeah that must be what it is because like diamonds are mostly carbon but there's other stuff in there and that's what gives them like the different colors and stuff
1: yeah so there's like all this stuff which is what i found a little bit confusing because they were talking about blemishes and inclusions which are solids liquids and gases that are trapped in the mineral as it's Mm -hmm. formed and there might be crystals um maybe of another diamond they might have structural imperfections like cracks so that mm-hmm. they appear a little cloudy, and then there's lots of other things as well, and you can have exclude, exceedingly rare, flawless diamonds, and all of that. But then on the normal diamond page, they have lots of pictures of the big diamonds, and the Hope Diamond is actually has traces of boron in it, which makes it blue. Mm-hmm. So my, so it's not actually like it's big and it's pretty, but it's got got a weird flaw.
0: Yeah, no, like usually, guess, yeah, it's, the, it's unusual. Or it, like. You don't really get big diamonds, I don't think, that would be, like, perfect. But also, like, the interesting part of, like, the hot Diamond is the bluishness of it, and mm-hmm. also the size, obviously. Yeah, but, I think yeah. because
1: it's, like, really blue? Yeah. Maybe? I don't know. Anyway, that was really all I wanted to say, was that diamonds are interesting, and these yeah. ones were conflict diamonds. And conflict diamonds are bad, but Indeed. we're not doing blood diamond movie, because that's just depressing. And... It is a really good movie, though,
0: if you're curious.
1: Not if your best friend is from South Africa.
0: Well, that's true. Mad
1: about accents.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. One thing I will say about diamonds is it, I don't know how the like understanding diamond thing worked, but it seemed unlikely that a forensic lab would have such specialized yeah, equipment. Think, like,
1: like even just a, just one line of like, I borrowed this from the yeah, museum yeah, yeah. Or, or the fancy diamond place because exactly. it's Vegas. Yeah. But, like, yeah. if anyone was going to have it, it would be a Vegas one, I think, probably because there's lots yeah, of maybe like stores. I
0: don't but know. But still, especially in, like, 2003, and it was, like, a software that, or, like, it was software and hardware that hooked up mm-hmm. and, like, had a, like, user interface that was usable. Like, that just, that didn't seem believable. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's pretty specialized equipment. Especially, like, I could see if it was, like, trying to size a diamond or grade a diamond, maybe. Mm-hmm. But this was, like, trying to analyze a diamond, like, yeah. So it was Chemical. probably from yeah. one of Grissom's
1: friends. I hope There was so. another part where Catherine does a little bit of pipetting, but she seems to do okay. Excellent. She held pipet- it perfectly. Yeah, she was pipetting yeah. chlorophyll into test tubes with the shavings, and somehow that found out that it was fancy Cuban cigar tobacco.
0: Yes. Because that's all we
1: saw her do. Like, she didn't even put it on a spinny thing.
0: Yeah, it was odd. I don't really but. know. Yeah. Yeah. There was also, uh, and it always annoys me in CSI when the lab tech people, like, so like Catherine did that, but also was like interrogating witnesses. Yeah. Those are different jobs. I know.
1: (laughs) And then, yeah. And she does that, but, and then Sarah takes the spit up, the baby Mm. spit up, the sample and gives it to Greg and then Greg runs it. Yeah. Which like, that wasn't even DNA. That was just a sample. Yeah. Like somebody else should have run it.
0: And then they'd be like, this is baby spit up. Greg run the DNA on this like yeah but they can be kind of forgiven cuz most of the like the main CSI people like you'd have people out in the field collecting things and it might be the same people and then they send those samples off for tests and then it's a lot of sitting at their desk and writing reports about what are reading mm-hmm. reports and then writing summary reports of things that were found so the sh- the show where you watch people write reports derived from data oh, found in other reports <laughs> i mean doesn't seem that exciting as much as
1: it no, would be more realistic. No, especially at the beginning where they have no personal lives.
0: Yeah. <laughs> None of them are sleeping with the other ones. Yeah. Ooh, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was good to see all my CSI babies know, back when they were babies. They
1: were so little. Kristen didn't even have a beard. I know. Uh, uh, we did do another so CSI episode. Oh, yeah. Two years ago? Yeah, it was a while ago. It was a season one. One with a pig. Pig and flies. Kristen mm-hmm. loves his flies. And... We'll probably do
0: another one again yeah. later. So don't despair. There'll be more Grissom and Greg swooning. Indeed. Later. Ugh, so much. Um, but yeah, if you have CSI questions or horse movie recommendations. Um... <laughs> that aren't too horsey? I yeah. Don't know. We're
1: not doing biscuit.
0: No, no. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, you can find us on social media at Nature Finds a Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can check out our website, at NatureFindsAPod.com.
1: We will be back in two weeks celebrating our not horse girl, but dolphin girls. Because it's Dolphin Month, except we're not celebrating Dolphin Month yet. We're celebrating a more important social media holiday, <laughs> Pie Day. And we were watching Life of Pie, the movie, not the book. Yeah. So grab some pie. And join us for that that's coming out like six days before Pi Day, but whatever, this is how schedules work.
0: Yeah, you can listen oh. to it on Pi Day. Exactly. We will probably eat pie when we watch it. I just decided yep. that right now, but I like I agree. Me too.
1: <laughs> anyway, we'll be back then. In the meantime, have a safe February. Yay, February.
0: We're almost there. This is short. Go, team. Yep. Bye. Okay. Bye.